Welcome back to the Anomaly Students Podcast. Uh, This is our second full podcast that we're doing. Um, And I'm excited today uh, to invite our associate pastor, Byron Smith, on to talk to us. Say hello to the people, Byron. What's up, podcast world? How is it going? (laughs) Well, thanks for being on, Byron. Um, Dylan's taking a little vacay this week. Um, Seeing as it's summer, that's totally a normal thing to do. So um, we're going to, today, we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about idols. And I know what some of you are thinking when you see the title of this podcast. You're like, idols? There aren't like statues of stone and wood and gold like lining the streets to worship. Like, why are we talking about idols today? Like, that was something that the Israelites did a lot. They were really tempted by idols, but and what does that have to do with us in our context of 2022? So, Byron, I'm going to pose this question to you. What, um, why are we talking about idols uh, in, in our context of today? Yeah, I mean, I think we like to think of ourselves as modern. We like to think of ourselves as totally different from that we've advanced and we've improved and we're enlightened and all those things in our modern day. But the reality is, is we are not that different than the people we read about in scripture, than the people in the Middle Ages, than the people in the you know early American history all the way to now. We are the same, right? Because we're all created in the image of God. And so I think we're talking about idolatry um, partly because it looks very different than it did in the Bible. So, so Paul was walking around Athens on one of his missionary journeys, and it says that his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was full of idols. So he could see the physical representation of the things they were worshiping, the gods that they uh, paid homage to and all that sort of stuff. Ours is a little more difficult, right? Ours is not metal and uh, statues and temples, uh, for the most part, um, and I think there there are material things that we do worship, um, but the reality is is we are no different than them. That we are we are prone to idolatry. Uh, that doesn't mean we all are idol worshippers, but it does mean that it is a uh, a temptation. It's something that it's kind of innate in us to worship. Um. I want to just, so our first question that I want to just pose for us in this conversation is the the simple question of what is an idol? Um, And before we really get into answering the question, let's start with some scripture. Um, In Romans chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 20 and 21, and we're going to use this as kind of our framework to discuss what is an idol. And it says in uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 20, For his, being God, him being God, his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the beginning of the world in things that have been made. So they are without an excuse. We, then when he says they, so that's us, right? For although they knew God, although we knew God, we did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but we became futile in our thinking and our foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, we became fuel. (laughs) Sorry, excuse me. Claiming to be wise, we became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So we see here Paul is uh, sending this letter to the Romans, and, he, and he's talking about idols right here. Man, that we as as people, we were made to worship the one true God, but instead of doing that, we have exchanged the image of God for creations of God. 
Yeah, so they exchanged the uh, worship of what was intended to be the creator, uh, but instead they worshiped all created things, right? And so they that maybe theirs were bronze statues and, and trees and wind and that sort of thing. Um, but we are the same, right? We worship created things, whether we made them or someone else made them. There's all sorts of things that that we worship and we are prone to worship. We are a worshiping people. That is who we are by our nature. And we all will worship something. That is baseline reality for every human that exists. We were created to worship and we will worship something. And the question is, are we going to worship the creator or are we going to worship creation? Mm. To put it simply, um, man, an idol would be anything that we take and we put in the place of God. Where God deserves worship, where God deserves our attention, our time, and our money, oftentimes we we take something else in our world. We take, you know, whatever it may be, maybe that's fame. Maybe you put money in that place, and, and you worship that thing, and you give it, you ascribe it the value that God deserves to have. Um, I was, in preparation for this, I was listening uh, to, you know, some sermons, reading some things, some commentaries, and something that I came across was uh, Ben Stewart. I was listening to one of his breakaway sermons, and if you don't know who Ben Stewart is, you should definitely check him out. Um, But he said something in his sermon on idols that really stuck with me, and I thought was, this is just a great way to share with students and, and anyone that really is trying to wrap their head around what could an idol be today. And what he said is, when you take an idol is when you take a good thing and you make it into a God thing. And so you take something, for example, just take your sport. Maybe you play baseball and you take the sport of baseball, which is a good thing and it's fun and you get to be outside and hang out with your friends and you know stay in shape. And that's a good thing. All those are great. Working together, teamwork, accomplishing a goal, being competitive, all very good things. But when you take that good thing and you put it in the place of God, where baseball has now become more important to you than the church, more important to you than worshiping your heavenly father. That's when something goes from being a good thing and it turns into your God thing. Yeah, it's funny because we, we look at the people of old and we go, what did they think they were going to get out of worshiping this carved statue? And they would probably look at the same as us when we worship baseball or or a person or whatever, and go, what do you think you're going to get? And that's the reality of misplacing our worship. Like baseball cannot satisfy you, right? So worshiping it, it will let you down. It will not meet your expectations. It will not be all that, that you're trying to get from it by worshiping it. The only thing that will satisfy, the only thing that will uh, fulfill you is worshiping the creator who made it, right? And so you're exactly right. Like it's misplaced. Uh, worship and its misplaced priority, right? An idol is anything that becomes more important to us than God. It's about what we put first, what what trumps all other things. Um, that's what an idol is. And so idolatry is just putting anything else before God, putting anything else before God and worshiping it, giving your time, your money, your attention to it more than you do God. Yeah. Let's get into, I guess, the question of so why... Why do we give these idols? Why do we give these these uh, things created by man or the creation instead of God? Like, why do we give these more importance than God in our everyday life? Like, what what is it that stands out to you, Byron, that attracts us to these idols? Why do we even turn that way? 
yeah, I mean, I think, trying to think in my own life, why am I tempted to worship certain things? And mine's probably like, if I'm tempted to one, it's probably like perception or how people view me and having people think of me as a success. So maybe it's like success or achievement or something like that. And I think I'm prone to that because it feels, it feels real, right? It's, I can see it. I can see people complimenting me or I can, I can feel when people praise me or that sort of thing. Whereas God can feel so distant and unseen and, you know, it, it's not right in front of me. So it's easier to worship something I can see than something I can't see or something that I can touch and put my hands on than something that uh, seems so far off, right? So I, that's one temptation, I think, for me of why idolatry is easier than worshiping God. What about you? Um, I just wrote down a couple of things for not just myself. Some of these are definitely for me in the past, like, I would turn to idols. I would turn to something like baseball in high school because it gave me an identity. It gave me, oh, that's the guy that that plays baseball. Oh, that's the guy who, oh, he's a really good singer. He's in choir. I mean, even as someone who was, you know, singing on the worship team in my youth group, like I even made that an idol at times. It's like that is like my thing. That's who I am. And after thinking about it for a while, I feel like the reason we turn one of some of the reasons we turn to idols is it gives us identity. It gives us a purpose where we stop looking for our purpose in God. We start looking for our purpose in, you know, our beauty or maybe in our uh, how funny we are. Right. Uh, we want people to recognize us like you were saying, you know, like we want to to have status, to have success. Um, and so idols give us purpose. They give us identity. They give us security, maybe safety. Maybe we've got hopes and dreams, and we idolize those things over God. And at the end of the day, I think we turn to idols because they give us meaning when what we're really searching for is meaning in our Father. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I was reading some of the stuff in Corinthians about idolatry and Paul's warnings against them, and uh, in Second Corinthians 6, he's talking about that God's intention was to make his dwelling among them, to walk among them, and he will be their God and they shall be my people. But I think because in this present time, God's presence with us is the Holy Spirit, it's not visible. We are prone to, you know, seek our identity in invisible things and in, in tangible, you know, our bank account, our clout, our Instagram followers, whatever, versus, no, this is my God. This is who I worship. This is who I'm walking with. Uh, and, and so it takes, and we're going to talk about that at the end, just what it takes to stay away from that. We're going to con- constantly be tempted to it. We walk by idol uh, temples every day, right? Uh, and... I don't remember which theologian said it, but he basically called our hearts idol factories, right? So even once we get rid of some of them, our hearts in their wickedness are prone to create more. Uh, And so maybe that'd be good for us to talk about what are some of those modern day examples? You know, we've, we've mentioned a few baseball and success and some of the others, but how do, how do students know if something's an idol or if it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. something in their life they you know, just like. Yeah. I think that uh, 
so yeah, what kind of idols do we have today? Just to be on the lookout, you know, just to be aware of like what some of those temptations are. And I think a huge one is, and, and I only think about this because I, I taught at an elementary for a year. Um, and you ask kids, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And for a lot of them, it's like a YouTuber, an influencer. And it's like, man, you're a fourth grader. <laughs> and like, you know, usually when I was that age, it's like your teachers tell you, oh, you know, yeah, not everyone can be a professional baseball player when you grow up, you know. And so I, I just found that to be very interesting that, you know, it's still along the same lines as a baseball player, someone who's on camera all the time, someone who gets, you know, a lot of recognition. And But I think we idolize fame today. Uh, that'll be one that just really stuck out to me while thinking about this answer this question, what are some idols we have today? And I think fame and recognition is a huge one. Um, and Paul has some really good verses about it, and I should have, you know, written them down. And maybe I'll look them up while you're you're talking, Byron. But there are some uh, some big idols when it comes to fame, when it comes to seeing that person that went from nothing to something because they were interesting as a YouTuber or interesting as an influencer. And again, it can be good to be an influencer, right? To have some status and to be able to use that status to tell people about Jesus. Like that can be a positive thing and that can be really good. But it becomes an idol when it's your sole purpose in life. It's what you crave. It's what you desire. Yeah, Um, it's like what you said earlier. That good thing of influence turns into a God thing and that becomes the end goal, not using the influence for what God intended it for. I just thought of some questions and I've heard other people ask these through the years just to identify in your own life, you know, is this an idol, uh, potentially? So one, where do I spend my time? If, if most of your time is spent uh, on a phone, most of your time is spent at a ball field, most of your time is spent wherever, the bulk of your time shows what you really love, right? And so you can, you can see what you're worshiping with your time. Uh, where do I spend my money, right? And I know youth don't always have a lot of expendable cash, right? So it's not as, not as evident until you really are an adult and make you know more money but when you do have money what do you what do you want to spend it on what do you what do you dream about spending money on right that that can be an idol Um, doesn't necessarily mean it is like you need a house you probably need a car in our society but you can worship those things more than you have to but are you Uh, like putting yourself in debt to buy the nicest newest car you can like in yeah, a dangerous exactly. way, you know. You don't have to have yeah. that. You, it would be great, yeah. but um, you like get a little summer job and you're mowing yards and you make like 300 bucks. Are you gonna save some of that money? Are you gonna tithe some of that money, or are you gonna spend all 300 bucks on a new pair of Jordans? Right? Like that's something I definitely dealt with <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Is like, oh, I made money. I can go buy a bunch of video games with this. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like, where are you spending your your money and your time? Yeah, yeah that's huge. Another question is, where do I get my joy? What makes you uh, happy and thrilled and excited. Mm, yeah. what, what do you get excited about? And that's not necessarily, excitement is a good thing. It's from God and it can be, uh, you know, a, just a good thing, not a God thing. But if your joy is all in others praising you, you got to be careful, right? Because you're going to be prone to worship that praise and you're going to do whatever it takes to get that praise. Uh, so that's a good question to ask. I think another one, and this is the last one I'm going to ask, but what's always on my mind? Or what do I go to bed thinking about, either dreaming or stressing about? And that can be something that 
exposes an idol in your life that uh, it shows you what you're what you're worried about or what you're constantly thinking about. Um, those are those are just some simple diagnostics. It doesn't mean that it's definitely an idol, but it means that you probably should watch out when you when you answer those questions and go, okay, am I putting this before God? Am I or am I using this the way God intended it? Because that's the that's the reality. God did put us in a created world. He does. We have to make money, and we are going to have influence, and we, you know, all those things. We're probably going to play sports and have friends, and those things can all be idols, or they cannot be, and we can use them the way and and treat them the way God intended, or we can, like you said earlier, make them a God thing, put them first instead of what is intended to be there, which is God. Yeah. Um, the more we talk about it, the more I'm kind of coming to this realization for myself that idolatry is less of an action. It's less something we're going to do like like back in the day. What it looked like was they actively went to the temple of Aphrodite so that they could, you know, pray to Aphrodite and hopefully be fertile. Right. But today, like it's less of an active thing and it's more of this passive like idolatry ends up being more of an attitude and less of an action where it's something that I mean just subconsciously we begin to worship like fame on TikTok. Oh my gosh, I just got a thousand upvotes on my newest TikTok and I just got this euphoria rush through me. I'm so excited. This is the best moment of my life. You know what I mean? And I think that we've taken it and it's just kind of crept in. It's less of an active, like I'm going to go worship this fake God. It's more of a, of just an attitude shift where we put other things Absolutely. on a higher throne. Right, which is what Jesus taught, like that it's ultimately a heart issue. And idols are created in our hearts and it starts there. But what happens if you continue uh, to allow an idol to remain in your heart, your actions change, right? You're... You, you begin to spend your money differently. You begin to treat people differently. You begin to have physical manifestations of what's going on in your heart, yeah. right? Jesus said, out of, the, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if you know that there's a heart, uh, an idol in your heart, you've got to get rid of it because it will manifest itself and it will become an action and things that, that you actually sure. live out in this world. So I thought of a few more. Uh, there's obviously like image and stardom and influencer status. Comfort is a big idol for people mm, that yeah. they don't want to do anything that's uncomfortable. And so they worship, you know, any sort of persecution, any sort of pain. No, that, that's, a, that's a big idol. Obviously money. Material things, possessions—that's a big one. Um, I don't that that one doesn't hit home with me. I don't really care. I hate shirts with a brand on them, but but I know that that is a real one. Um, being cool, being popular, being well liked—that one—that one's a huge one in high school uh, and in middle school. Is is having people like you, and it's good to be likable, <laughs> but it's it's bad to pursue popularity just so that you can be popular, right? Uh, entertainment, right? That uh, any sort of entertainment, right? Binge watching and all that sort of stuff, right? Can be an idol, right? And they're, they're, like, I love The Office as much as the next guy, right? But but I can worship that in a way that is not healthy and not good for me. And I think maybe that's the point we haven't brought out yet: is idolatry is not good for you. Yeah. In the end, it's not. 
Worshiping an idol is not what you were created to do, and so it's not good for you. What is good for you? Worshiping God and using his creation for intended ways, right? Another one is sex or, or marriage even. Uh, it may not be just desiring sex, but some people idolize marriage and put 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 a spouse and being married and having kids and raising this family on this pedestal and, and worship that. And then they get to it and it's like, this is hard. <laughs> this is not what I thought it was going to be. And so their expectations are off. And I think the big one that we haven't talked about, phones, mm. just our connectedness, mm. our constant uh, connectedness and addiction to our phones. Yeah. Uh, and there's all sorts of issues related to Dude, that, we that are unhealthy. We yeah. excuse it by saying, oh, man, this is, I got to check my work email. I got to, you know, I got to make sure my friend's doing okay. I got to talk to my mom. Like, we excuse it so easily. Just, you know, yeah, it's always got to be on me because of X, Y, Z. What if there's an emergency? What if there's this, you know? Um, but, I mean, just 20 years ago, <laughs> like, people didn't have phones on them all the time, yeah. and they lived just fine. <laughs> a few summers ago on a Wednesday night, um, I made every kid that showed up to youth Bible study pull out their phone. And we made a chart of screen time. So anybody who had an iPhone, you can you can see your screen time and how, what apps you use and how many hours you use it in a day and all this stuff. It was mind-blowing, right? Because I think mine's about four hours a day right now, uh, a little maybe three and a half, which feels like a lot. I'm, I'm does, embarrassed yeah. to say that out loud. It's longer than like a normal feature-length film. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I'm staring at my screen for like two movies a day. Yeah. Uh, but... Some of the kids, it was 10, 11 hours a day. Now, granted, it was summer. They're not in school. Yeah, yeah. It's literally all they have going on. But it's sad. It really is sad. Like, you see idolatry right there. Mm-hmm. You see we are worshiping entertainment and being connected and all those sorts of things. So, listen, go pull up your iPhone screen time right now. I had to do this recently, and I deleted social media apps off my phone uh, and YouTube because and, I had deleted social media, and then I replaced it with YouTube. And then I was just, I just replaced it with something else, yeah. the same thing. And so I've had to delete all this stuff. And now it's probably something else. Like, although my usage is way down the last few weeks, but I just realized in my own heart, like, dude, I'm wasting so much time. I'm not present with my kids. I'm not present with my wife like I need to be. I'm, I'm distracted. I'm not doing what I need to do. And so it's important to, like, take steps. So I dare you, go pull up screen time. <laughs> Send a text to a friend, say, this is not okay, uh, and say, I'm going to do better. Come put a password on my phone so that I can't do X, Y, or Z, right? So, Yeah, no, I I want to touch just right before we go to that last question of how do we, you know, dethrone those idols, I do want to touch just one more time on what you were saying about it not being healthy than being bad for us. Um, because, you know, I being on your phone for too long, it, like you were saying, becomes an issue because I'm not present with my kids. I'm not present with my wife. And man, I, I relate with that uh, a ton. What I want to, to, to bring out is like idolatry is ultimately sin, right? Let's call it what it is. It is sin. And we know that sin is destructive. We know that sin is not good for our hearts. It's not good for our lives. Um, God calls us, Jesus calls us to flee from sin and to run to righteousness. And the longer we're stuck in idolatry, the longer we're stuck in sin. And the longer we're stuck in sin, the harder it is to have that fulfilling in that relationship with God that we're intended to have. Um, so we just, not only do we need to watch out for it, man, we need to realize that 
it can cause a lot of pain in our lives. Putting baseball over church, putting whatever, you know, I feel like I'm railing on baseball. I'm not. It's just putting your phone over time spent at church with your friends, anything, putting all that stuff over God is ultimately going to get you further away from God, from his community, and you're going to end up in a rough spot. Yeah, I mean, there's so many warnings in Scripture, and here's just a few, 1 Corinthians 10, 6, and 7. It says, Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. Right? He's, he's saying, you see the example in others and how it ruined their lives mm-hmm. and how it, it led to all this stuff. Don't desire evil. Don't be an idolater. First John five twenty one says, "Little children, this is how John ends his letter. Little children, keep yourselves from idols." Yeah. So he's saying, "Well, do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. Do not give in to idolatry." Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, let's get to that last question of how do we dethrone idols in our life and turn to the Father? Um, and I, Byron, I think you got a good verse to start us off in this conversation. So why don't you read that for us? Yeah, this is from Colossians three. Um, and he says, this is one through, I don't know, I'll just keep reading a little bit. It says, if you've been raised with Christ, so if you're a Christian, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. He says, seek the things that are above. Set your minds on things that are, that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. He goes on in 5 through 10, he says, put to death what is earthly in you. And he lists off a whole bunch of stuff, including idolatry. And so there's a few things I think going on here. He's saying, seek the things that are above, set your minds on the things that are above, and put to death what is earthly in you. Those are the main commands for for us. And so like, how do we know how to put to death idolatry or not give into it, scripture, God's mm-hmm. word. Here's what he says. He says, seek the things that are above, set your minds on the things that are above, and put to death what is earthly in you, right? What do you notice about these, Will, and how, what, what instruction would you give to, to you? And what, what, what I'm noticing is time. That's the big thing that's coming to my mind is like all these things in, in verse 6 through, uh, through 10, it's, it's things that we spend our time on that get us away from worshiping God, where we should be spending time in community, maybe spending time reading our Bible, maybe some time worshiping God, time we should be at church on a Sunday morning, where God should be the center of our lives and the center of our time. We're allowing other things to come in and distract us from that. Um, I think that's the big thing that stands out to me is, man, when I read these verses, I'm just like, man, to set my mind on the things above and not on things that are of earth. Man, I spend a lot more time in my day thinking about the things of earth than thinking about my Heavenly Father. Yeah, I think about um, with seek, seek the things that are above. You know, it's an, yeah. it's an active, intentional, it's effort, it's pursuit, it's, it's active. You know, it's not a... You're not going to passively put to death idols. You're, you're going to passively move towards worshiping more idols. Oh, yeah. And so if you're not intentional about it, then you you will worship more idols, right? Yeah. So that's the other thing. And then I think on set your minds, right? I think about just what we consume, what we allow into our minds, whether it's negative self-talk mm-hmm. or social media or just garbage 
you know, TV or YouTube or whatever, right? Or bad friends that they're constantly filling our minds with bad ideas and bad worldview and all sorts of things, right? That he says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And so this is a a conscious choice of what am I going to allow to fill my mind? Because what, what we fill ourselves with is what will overflow, is what we will worship, right? So if we fill ourselves with God's word, if we fill ourselves with worship music, we fill ourselves with godly friends, and we fill ourselves with all those sorts of things, we're going to overflow in worship of God, not a worship of baseball and image and all those other things. Mm -hmm. So I think about that a lot. Yeah. And when I was in high school, my senior year, um, God was really doing a lot of work in my heart, um, showing me that, you know, I wasn't where I needed to be with him. And something that that happened to me (laughs) in that time was I got convicted by the Holy Spirit about the music I was listening to. And, you know, I was enjoying uh, some hip-hop, a little Drake, Lil Wayne, you know, these artists that talk about um, some very... Uh, Inappropriate, shall we say? Negative things. Things are opposite of what we believe, right? It's things that are sexual, drug abuse, uh, things of that nature. Also, you know, puffing themselves up. And so I got really convicted about, man, I don't need to be listening to this kind of music. One day I just got on my iTunes or whatever it was at the time, and I just, I got rid of all those albums. I said, you know what? And I'm going to be listening to music. I want it to be filling me up. I want it to be something that is um, that is not just wholesome, but something that is centered around God. And so I kind of got rid of all that stuff in my life, even my country music. And because I was convicted that I was spending so many hours listening to music that wasn't, proclaiming the name of of God and you know not everyone's going to have that conviction but it was the amount of time it was the amount of, of value I was giving to something yeah you gotta you gotta know yourself yeah, right sure. so like you you recognize in your life that music was important mm-hmm. and influential in your own heart and and mind and so you've got to draw some boundaries yeah. there right right if you're if you're prone to uh, whatever you, you, you need to learn yourself and you Mm -hmm. need to learn the depths of your (laughs) sin and temptation so that you can fight against it. So that you can put to death what is earthly in you, right? Satan's not going to attack us all in the same way. So we're not saying, Hey, no one can listen to Drake. No one could. I mean, probably you shouldn't, (laughs) but I'm just saying, right. It may not be the same conviction because it may not have the same impact. I can listen to it because I can't understand the words. So it doesn't (laughs) impact me at all. It's just a vibe. Right. But but for some people, you're going to listen to it and it's going to make you want to smoke a J or whatever, right? So it's like you got to know yourself and mm-hmm. know how the enemy wants to attack you and wants to put idols in your life. And so, I, yeah, you need a filter. You you absolutely need filters. The world says do whatever feels good, whenever it feels good, however you want to do it, with whoever you want. Like y'all talked yeah, about with, with, dating, yeah. with dating, right? It's the same thing here, right? The world says whatever works, whatever satisfies you mm-hmm. go after that if it's softball if it's fame if it's whatever don't don't give in to that christian that's not what's going to satisfy yeah. you if you really believe god's word and you really believe it then you know what is best for you is to worship god and put him first anything else in there will never satisfy yeah. you my youth pastor growing up used to say garbage in garbage out if, if my life is gonna if all i'm adding to my life on a daily basis is just junk from the world 
sin and the culture, like that's what I'm going to put out in my life. That's what's going to end up being how I live on a daily basis, you know? And so we need to be filling ourselves with the Lord. How do we, how do we dethrone idols? We put God in the driver's seat. We put God as number one above everything else, and we worship him before we, we worship anything else. You get up in the morning, your first desire, what is it to turn on that YouTuber that you really like, or was it to open the pages of your Bible and, and lean into God's word, right? I mean, that'll tell you right there. What do you crave first thing in the morning? What are you thinking about when you go to bed, just like Byron was saying? Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we really appreciate everyone who tuned in today. Man, share this with your friends. Um, we're glad that we can give you all a little something over the summer that uh, while you're on the road, while you're playing baseball, softball, while you're going on family vacations, uh, we're glad we're able to give you a little something to listen to and enjoy um, and lean into God's Word a little bit. If you have any questions or comments, man, reach out. You can text me. You can email me. Um, you could comment on this. Uh, <laughs> on this podcast if you like but the thing we want to leave you with today is man worship God first and foremost don't take the good things in life and make them God things put God on the throne and leave him as number one and we thank you guys for tuning in Byron we appreciate you stepping in for Dylan Uh, anytime (laughs) we hope y'all have an awesome day Um, we'll see you soon peace out Girl Scouts peace out